Blog Talk Radio. Today we have Miss um, Margie Meacham, um, who is known, also known as the Brain Lady. She is a scholar practitioner in the field of education and learning and president of Learning to Go. Uh, so we are very delighted to have uh, Margie in, with us today and to talk about, among other things, uh, her book, her first book called Brain Matters, How to Help Anyone Learn Anything Using Neuroscience. So uh, welcome, Margie. Hi, thank you so much, Dr. Perkins. I'm thrilled to be here. Well, we're we're absolutely delighted to have you. Uh, so much that um, I uh, wanted to want to hope that we we're able to cover in our 30 short minutes together. Um, each month, we dedicate 30 minutes to explore contemporary issues and solutions in educational leadership. And I'd just like to take a moment to say to our faithful listeners, welcome back. Thank you for being a part of our family. We have over 5,000 listeners every month. And to our new listeners also, we're glad to have you. Um, so we're going to talk to Margie about the book. Um, um, but first, I'd like to, you know, it's interesting. You, people uh, refer to you as the brain lady. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself? And then we'll go right into some of the, the, the work that you have about how to help anyone learn anything using neuroscience. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, sure. So I got interested in the brain really as a little girl because I'm dyslexic. So I was really struggling in school, and that opened my eyes to how my brain worked, and eventually I came to the realization that everybody's brain works in a very unique and special way, and that's recently been borne out by neuroscience that, in fact, your brainwave signature is more unique than your fingerprints or your DNA because you could have an identical twin with the same DNA, but their brain will not look the same as yours. So the more I learned about this, um, as I got interested in trying to uh, pick out my career, I decided I wanted to be a teacher. And in the course of that, I got an opportunity to teach in the corporate world. So I found all of those skills translated. One thing I never bought is all of the corporate trainers said, well, you know now, teaching adults is very different than teaching children. That never made sense to me. That's another thing that's been proven now, is that mm-hmm. a brain is a brain, and they all work the same. So we mm-hmm. need to stop separating adult learning and K-12 learning. Um, mm-hmm. I got my master's degree in education, and I began to realize that no one was really picking up on the exciting things coming out of neuroscience. And it's really only been a science for about the last 15 years. So now that we have the equipment to watch what a brain does, it changes how we approach lesson plans, the structure of a school, the leadership approach we take with uh, no matter what your role. You don't have to be even in the field of education to apply neuroscience to how you lead 
and develop your team. And yet, I saw very few instances where people were being given practical advice. A lot of interesting parlor tricks, a lot of intimidating science, um, exciting, tantalizing theories, but not a lot of practical how-to. So about a year ago, I pulled together a collection of short essays with practical tips that anyone can use to help somebody learn, and that's how the book came about. Oh, wow. And, you know, I had an opportunity to uh, to read the book, um, and um, and I, I was really impressed, one, about how accessible it is, as you have mentioned, not to scare people off, you know, talking too much about, um, you know, neurons and things like that, but to really give also some some really practical um, uh, advice about uh, what people need to know about um, uh, neuroscience. But one of the things that I know for me that I, I guess was one of my biggest learning experiences in neuroscience was just the notion about um, how the brain takes information and, and assigns it uh, a kind of priority. And one one real area that I, I thought about is that you know people there's some people who believe that you know, they would say well a teacher who is a performer uh, that's really not good for kids because it's you know it, they they're doing things that help uh, that make kids expect things to be fun and but the reason a lot of the 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 learning takes place when children are exposed to it has more to do with the way the brain works. Uh, for example, in a situation where a teacher is using uh, props and using sound and using light and using, um, and even in some cases, taste, um, the brain uses that information to assign a kind of priority to that particular experience. And so the recall comes both quicker but has a greater uh, definition, if you will, because of how many stimuli were associated with that learning. And that's just the way the brain operates. And so, so I guess in a nutshell, something practical to walk away with uh, for me in that was that it's not really about performance, but really the notion, kind of big concepts that if in this case, if you can figure out ways to provide multiple stimulus uh, points for people around something, that it becomes a better, more meaningful experience than just someone standing up talking. Have them talk, have others talk. And, and so for me, the concept itself was just one that you could carry across any number of things. Uh, that you are trying to teach, whether you're trying to teach reading or trying to teach someone how to play golf, that all of those, that that as a concept works really well. And so if you have others like that that you could share, I think, you know, it would be really helpful. Sure. Let's just uh, talk a little bit about why that is so true. So I have to get into a little bit of the science. And what happens in your brain when you're learning is each individual neuron, and by the way, we have 100 billion of them, 
in our brains. Mm-hmm. Each individual neuron is linked to 30,000 other neurons. And the way our memories are encoded is that these linkages form a chain, a neural connection, and those neurons fire. It's an electrochemical charge. They, to communicate with each other, they send a, a charge across the synapse, the little gap between the cells. And so the reason that multiple stimuli of different sensory experiences and different sources work so well is each of those different stimulations forms its own neuron chain to the same information. So if the teacher is um, playing music and speaking and having a game, so there's something maybe physically active for the student, all of those things create separate chains, paths to the information, and that creates a much stronger um, connection in the mind, makes it easier to retrieve, makes it more likely to be remembered. And that's Mm -hmm. why those things are so important. Now, another thing I think is very interesting about the brain is that it works best with pictures. The native language of the brain is the image. Long before, as a species, we could speak, we could see and process and even create our own images. And so uh, a picture's worth a thousand words turns out to be very true. And in fact, it's actually worth about 60,000 because we can process an image 60,000 times faster than a written or spoken word. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing for us to keep in mind. Um, some of the techniques that work extremely well that are, are current now are things like infographics. So an infographic, if it's done well, summarizes a lot of data into easily understood pictures with very few words on them. So one of the specific things I do with teachers is I do a class on how to construct infographics and incorporate them into your lesson plans. That would be another example of, you know, just a simple way to integrate neuroscience into things you're already doing. Sure, sure. Now that that absolutely, and you know, we have uh, a number of people who listen to the show that are teachers, um, but that are also leaders um, of schools. So aside from what it is that you know, the the actual instruction component of how you teach people things, are there things that you would suggest that are takeaways in your book? Uh, for people who are leaders that help them be better leaders. Yes, absolutely. There is a whole chapter called Neuroscience in the Organization, which is all focused on leadership, organizational structure, communication within an organization. Uh, for example, we ha- there is a chapter called Leadership Starts in the Brain. And it explains what happens to someone when they are identifying with a leader. And there are um, specialized cells called mirror neurons that are specialized to pay attention to other human beings. And we developed this because we needed to survive as a species, and one of the best ways to do that was to learn from each other. So we pay very close attention to anyone we recognize as a leader, and actually when they are speaking or doing something and we're observing them, 
our brain lights up in the same areas as theirs does. And that's what these mirror neurons are doing. And so Mm -hmm. leaders, it's so important to remember that it is how you conduct yourself and how you behave that really tells your employees what you want them to do. That's Mm -hmm. what they're taking away, not necessarily the content of the words. So it is your behavior that is demonstrating how you want them to be. Unfortunately, some leaders say one thing and do another, and it is the things they do that are imprinted on their employee's brain. Makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. Uh, To our listeners who may have tuned in late, um, we're having a conversation with uh, Margie Meacham, who is also affectionately known as the Brain Lady. Uh, She's a scholar practitioner, and she has uh, started a a company called Learning to Go, Um, and they specialize in practical applications for neuroscience to help people learn. And we're we're talking about um, the ways in which neuroscience really is helpful uh, for us as leaders, as teachers, um, tell us a little bit, Margie, also about um, your company, Learning to Go. Uh, I'm aware that you you have classes, online classes, and things like that. Tell us a little bit about your company and the kinds of uh, courses and offerings you have. Sure. Well, I started out as a consulting company, and um, and I and I still am a consultant. So I work with individual schools and companies and help them design and redesign their programs to make them more brain aware. But in the course of that, they started asking me, can you teach us how to do this for ourselves internally? And so what I'm watching very soon is learning to go online, and it will be an online classroom where you can sign up for courses, like the infographics course. Um, There'll be one for beginning teachers, There'll be one for leaders in education. There's also some that are um, more generic to be applied to anyone, no no matter what your role is, like the infographics course, um, secrets to um, your own uh, brain health and maintaining a sharp brain at any age because it's very important that as a leader you take care of yourself as well. So understanding the connection between your body and your brain and how it works is another course that's in there. So it's going to be a very robust platform, an opportunity for people to take courses online that are very focused on understanding your brain and then bringing that information into your classroom, into your workplace, into every aspect of your life, really. Mm-hmm. Fascinating, fascinating. That's that's excellent. And 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 what? Who are these uh, designed for? Are they just for business, or are they good for schools? Is it a mixed group um, of people? It's going to be a mixed group. Um, what you're going to find uh, when you log on, and I have to say, the site is not my website. Is there learning to go that info? Um, the academy site is just being fleshed out, and we'll probably be completely up uh, sometime next month. So I can certainly stay in touch with you and get you that information sure. to put on the sure. website as it, as sure. it gets up. And, and we'll, um, and we'll and certainly make sure that the link is on our website. Um, so to the listeners, you will be able to go back and and view these. Um, the links, you'll be able to have the links to uh, Twitter, Facebook, and the website itself. 
uh, for uh, learning to go. Um, so that, that's um, very fascinating. I, I want to get back uh, for a moment to just this whole idea of, because when you say neuroscience, you talk about the brain, um, you mentioned earlier that, you know, that there are, uh, it's a fairly new field and, and we're learning a lot, obviously exponential amount of information is coming out of this field. Um, what would you say if you, you know, just had to guess, um, um, not holding you to it or anything, but um, the, is some of the most uh, profound that we, we're experiencing out of neuroscience, what, what would you say as a development, what have we learned that's been the most helpful um, kind of broadly about neuroscience? Well, I'm going to give you actually two. Um, okay. The first one is understanding why we have the brain we do. So our species has evolved, of course, over uh, a long, long time. And if you think about it, we were never the strongest or the fastest or the biggest animal, but we became the smartest. And it's our brains that have allowed us to survive and thrive. And so what our brain really is, is it is a relentless survival machine. That is its number one priority. And in the background, it's keeping us breathing, it's making our hearts beat, it's regulating our temperature, it's making sure everything is, is moving well. But it's more than that. It's also scanning our environment and watching for threats and seeking opportunities. So movement of any kind could be either a threat, a danger, or it could be something we want to move towards. Without us thinking about it, our brain is constantly looking for movement, change, and other kinds of alerts. This means for those of us who are trying to help people learn, we need to be aware that we never really have someone's full attention because every four seconds or so, our brain jumps out to do a quick scan, make sure it's still safe, and then it comes back. <laughs> this means we have to do more repetition than we think we do, and that we have to be one of those things that grabs attention. So we need to stand out from that background environment through movement, sound, um, changing uh, something, challenging them in some way, and if we excite that survival instinct, we have a much better chance of helping them learn. And in today's world, survival isn't just about physical survival. It's about having the skills you need to get through life, to fit in with uh, a member group, because that's one of our most powerful survival instincts, is to find our own tribe, to have other people that we relate to. And, um, and it's very, very important when you are teaching children to help them find their own group of peers and friends. As we know, loneliness and um, social outcast feelings can, can be extremely detrimental to the mm -hmm. learning process. Mm -hmm. um, so in addition to survival, the other huge discovery is what the scientists will call plasticity, meaning that your brain is always changing. Now, I described how the neurons form those connections they, they are always forming them, but they are also always breaking them down. Your brain is physically different right now than it was when we started speaking. And sure. it will be different again in a few minutes. Mm -hmm. 
that's very encouraging to those of us who are helping people learn because anyone truly can learn anything at any age. There's no such thing as, you know, I'm too old to learn that or that's too hard for me. Uh, mm-hmm. And this tremendous potential is something that we need to pass on to our students and our employees because when people understand consciously that the brain is, in fact, always changing, it changes more rapidly and more effectively. Simply mm-hmm. teaching people how their brain works makes it work better. So mm-hmm. something we really need to spend more time on is called learning to learn and making sure that at an early age you begin to understand what your brain is capable of, and then you can actually direct it with your thoughts and tell it. You know, hey, I'm learning something new right now. I really want to remember this. Simply saying that to yourself shows an increased level of activity and an increased formation of neural connections. So those are two pretty amazing discoveries, in my opinion. Yes, those are. Um, absolutely amazing. And I uh, recently through um, something that we probably have all uh, at least been exposed to uh, with the ads on television about uh, just even briefly telling you about neuroplasticity uh, is a fascinating um, uh, discovery. And um, I, I, I am o- always reading as much as I can about um, how the brain works because uh, there's so much that happens in the brain that we're we're completely unaware of that influences how we make decisions. So it's kind of the psychology, the neuropsychology, uh, but behind how we make decisions, um, why we choose uh, certain uh, uh, components over others, uh, why we um, why we make the friends we do or choose mates that we do, that these are all very strongly brain um, things that are happening in the background. And in some cases they are obvious, but in others uh, we don't know. And so uh, part of what uh, what I really appreciate about what you brought here in, in your book uh, about the organization uh, component is that there's something for leaders to take home. Um, in this too, not just about teaching, but about um, how you get people to um, to follow, to listen, and it's and it's largely governed by your own behavior. So uh, those were those were very important and uh, to the work that we do. Um, we train um, at the university individuals to become school building leaders and school district leaders, and and it's more. Uh, to leadership than just management and managing things and managing people. But there's a real science behind how to get people uh, to follow and how to encourage others to be leaders. And so I think the more we incorporate neuroscience into this, uh, the better. So we really appreciate uh, this really helpful. Those of you listening, the title of uh, Margie's first book is Brain Matters, how to Help Anyone Learn Anything Using Neuroscience. It's a short, accessible volume, um, uh, very affordable, and, um, and the, the main thing is that it's written with uh, the non-scientists in mind, I think, um, and that 
with just enough to give you the, the appropriate amount of background, but certainly uh, to help you move forward and actually help people learn things uh, with your with kind of a, a new sense of, of the neuroscience. And so in our last yeah. few minutes, Margie, do you have anything else you'd like to share with us uh, that you think would be helpful for our audience? Well, I want to thank you for the description of my book. I couldn't have said it better myself. It was available on Amazon. You can also get it directly off my site, learningtogo.info. And I do want to encourage everyone to follow me on Twitter. I distill research that comes across my desk every day um, and, and share it on Twitter. And I also have a free weekly newsletter that comes out every Friday, and you can sign up for it at learningtogo.info. Well, thank you, and we really appreciate um, having you uh, want to encourage those of you who are listening in to join us back again next week. We have uh, Professor Michael Dumas, uh, who is an assistant professor at the University of California, Berkeley, um, in the uh, Graduate School of Education and African American Studies Department. Uh, Dr. Dumas is uh, going to talk to us about Black experiences in public education in the Black Lives Matter era. Um, we are going to be here on the 30th at 2 p.m. Um, promptly ask you to join us. Um, we, we should have a really exciting show. Again, Margie, uh, we want to thank you. Thank you again uh, for being a part of today's show. Um, you, you have really added, I'm sure, to a lot of people's understanding and, and, and stopped a lot of the fear of neuroscience. Uh, so, um, to those of you who are listening, um, we invite you back next week. Go well, stay well. Thank you, Margie. Thanks.